Radio. You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's 11 o'clock at night. It's dark. You're sitting in front of the mirror getting ready for bed. There's nobody else in the house. You see something move in the corner of your eye. You glance to your right, but you don't see anything. Another minute goes by, and you think you see movement again. So you slowly turn to your left, but again, the room is empty. You turn back around, and staring you face to face in the mirror is a cat. You jump back, because you don't have a cat, and there's no cat in the room. But there he is, staring at you in the mirror. Welcome to Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week, we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Now, step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt. Welcome once again to Pet Life Radio's Paranormal Pets, where the unexpected is expected and strange animals are the norm. I'm Dusty Rainbolt, your tour guide to the other side. Thanks for tuning in today. Our guest will be Sassy McClure, who had a fascinating experience among the sarsen stones at Stonehenge. Sassy's an artist and photographer in North Texas. But before we talk to Sassy, it's time for this week's Bizarre Animal News. Do you believe that animals are psychic, or do they just have superhuman senses? In a July 25, 2008 article on Zootoo.com, Lee Gordon reported that both public officials and pet owners are using their pets and other animals to predict natural disasters. As you probably recall, the Christmas tsunami in the Indian Ocean and the massive earthquake that preceded it claimed a quarter of a million human lives, but amazingly, very few animals, whether they were domestic or wild, were found dead. Now, whether they used ESP or if they just use their highly tuned senses, nobody really knows. But there's no question that the animals knew of the impending disaster. Although there aren't any scientific studies to back up the theory, it appears that the seismic activity prior to the earthquake and volcanic eruptions actually caused behavioral changes in animals. Other ideas suggest that they may detect electrical changes in the air or detect gas escaping from the earth. So prior to a disaster, you may notice that animals who are normally outgoing and active may run away and hide. This applies to weather-related disasters as well. Now prior to the tsunami, several elephants in a local preserve charged up a hill, and when the natives saw this, they followed. They were some of the few that did survive. Now, the reporter Gordon said that in the process of saving their own lives, these elephants also saved the lives of people who followed their lead. Now, the belief that animals can predict earthquakes has been around for a millennium. In 373 B.C., historians recorded that a large number of animals, including rats, snakes, and weasels, fled the city of Halice just a couple of days prior to an earthquake that destroyed it. And as recently as 1975, 7.3 magnitude Haixing, and I'm not sure if I said that correctly, earthquake in China, the officials actually ordered the evacuation of a city of a million people based partially on the behaviors of the animals. So for now, 
keep an eye on your pets, and we'll be back with Sassy McClure right after we pay some bills. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick dog boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A B O N E dash to dash p-i-c-k dot com pick up something special for your best friend at a bone to pick a-b-o-n-e dash t-o dash p-i-c-k dot com get 10% off with coupon code pet life got a cool cat got a cool cat got a cool cat do you have a cool cat in the house well, of course i do got a camera then take a quick pick of your cool cat and enter the Pet Life Radio Cool Cat Contest. Pet Life Radio is partnering with Morris and Nine Lives to give you the chance to win a really cool cat care kit. Get a Nine Lives Play and Scratch Play Post, Nine Lives Woolly Cat Bed, Nine Lives Food Bowl, Morris Play Spinners, and much, much more. You'll also get an autographed copy of Pet Edutainer Arden Moore's new book, Happy Cat, Happy You. Everybody gets a chance to vote, and the top five coolest cats win an awesome cool cat care kit from Pet Life Radio and Nine Lives. To enter, just go to the PetLifeRadio.com website or CoolCatContest.com. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Dusty Rainbolt. We're back to Pet Life Radio. Today's guest is an artist and photographer from North Texas. And 13 years ago, she had an unexpected experience in the county of Wiltshire in England between Amesbury and Salisbury. Sassy McClure, welcome to Paranormal Pets. Thank you for joining us. Uh, glad to be here. Good. Well, now, I understand that you had the rare opportunity to do some close-up photography at Stonehenge. Tell us about it. Uh, yes. I had written ahead of time and got permission to go inside of the circle since they no longer are letting people go in there to do my photography. Um, it was getting close to dusk, so I had uh, decided to use infrared um, lens and film on my camera. And uh, 
when I was in there, the guide who took us into the area, and he told us, well, at first I said something when I looked through the lens, I kept seeing something that I couldn't understand because it was like it kind of glowed a little bit. It was off. And um, But it wasn't like what you get whenever you have developed infrared uh, film where it shows things whiter and, and uh, the opposite of what you normally see in daytime. You actually had a special lens that would allow you to see infrared through the lens on the spot, right? Yes, I did. And I kept asking him, you know, because I kept moving my camera trying to get that one shot, and I kept saying, is there something that's hitting something and bouncing off, or is something warmer, because that'll make a, a, a difference, too. And um, he kind of laughed, and he said, it was probably the ghost of, and I don't remember now the name of the cat. It was something like Abigail, but I'm not sure. And he said that they used to have um, Celtic ceremonies and rituals in there, and the people would try and sneak in and have their ceremonies. And they didn't know whether it was them or somebody else, but a cat had been there and that they had kind of rescued it and had kept it for a while. And she only had like three legs. And she'd become pretty tame with all the people who took care of the grounds and what have you. And somebody then had broken in and had gotten hold of the kitty and had caused her demise. So he said that her ghost apparently would keep coming back to the grounds and that a lot of the caretakers had seen her ghost. And he said, that's probably what it is. And I kind of laughed at the story. And then when I got home and developed the film, it was a lot more obvious that um, there was indeed something that moved that wasn't in the same place, even though the camera had been set up in the same place on a tripod. What did it look like? um, I wouldn't describe it as an orb. It was more oval in shape, and uh, it just kind of moved, you know, from one area to another. And it was small, about the size of a cat, and it just looked like like there was a light spot, but it kept moving, and uh, which I thought was pretty interesting. And and in contrast with the stones, it really uh, showed up. Well, did you feel anything, or did you experience anything else while you were there? Um, There was a change in temperature whenever I would go over and check out that area. And uh, so, again, it was a very small area that there was a difference in temperature. How big an area? That's that's amazing. Again, about the size of a small animal. So, um, yeah, I thought that it was, like I said, very, very interesting. Did she follow you around, or did she stay just in the area? Did you tell me that that was the area where she'd been buried? Yes, it was the area in which she was buried, and she stayed pretty much in that area. And uh, they, like you said, several of the caretakers there said that they had seen her, you know, in different places, and they still would put out a a dish with some cat food in it for her all the time. Uh, I don't know. If she ate it or not, but they did put out a dish for her. Well, I'm yeah. sure poor Puss appreciated that. Did you tell me that was her name, Puss? Uh, I don't remember. I mean, he did okay. call her Puss a couple of times, but I think she had a name like Abigail or something. Uh, I don't remember it exact. Oh, poor Abigail. Well, I, I, it sounds like she appeared to very special people, and I guess you're 
probably one of the few. Well, uh, well that's not Sam- the only time that I've run into a cat ghost. I used to have a Siamese cat. She was quite old. She was 21 years old when I lost her. And um, she was afraid to come out of... She would stay in the back part of my house all the time, and there were three rooms that she would go in. And But she'd never come out in the front of the house, and she'd never go outside. And um, after she died, several times I thought I saw her go by. I'd see mainly her tail and, you know, just a little blur, like something went by, but a tail sticking up in the air. And um, uh, I saw that several times, and and at first I thought my mind was playing tricks on me. And um, But uh, it's happened, and it still happens in that part of the house. I'll see her kind of go by, and there will be her tail sticking up with the funny little crook on the end that she always had. And so I'm pretty positive that it was Pie Wacket. Now, how old did you say Pie Wacket was? She was 21 when she died. That's an old kitty. Yeah, That's, she was a sweet thing. Do you get any temperature variation or anything like that, or is it just the image of the tail? It's more just the image of the tail. And like I said, there'll be a blur like she's running, but the tail is always very distinctive sticking up. And um, there have been once or twice that, I thought maybe she brushed up against my leg, too. But uh, most of the time, like I said, I'll see her dart around behind a couch or dart around behind the bed, you know, and I'll just see her little tail going by. Has anybody else seen her? Um, I don't know if anybody else has or not. My husband didn't believe me, I don't think, when I told him then. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) But like I said, I still see her every now and then. She'll go past and I'll see her little the crook of the tail go by me. You think she's trying to tell you something? I just don't think she wants to leave that area. She didn't want to leave it when she was alive. And I think she just wants to stay there. That's Aww. where she was happy. Well it sounds like she's still happy. Do you ever leave milk for her? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> um, I guess I, I what do if have your... cat food out because I have another cat there now, but no, uh uh-uh. but like I said I never heard her meow, but see her tail. Well, Sassy, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to share your experiences with us. I know that I'm ready to take a trip to Stonehenge, and and I bet a bunch of our listeners are too. Now, we'll be right back with Haunted Hotels after a word from our sponsors. Now, time for something really scary. A word from our sponsors. Paranormal pets will reappear before you can say Bigfoot. Don't run away. Fluff your feather, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th, and Sunday, September 28th, at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to LouisvillePetExpo.com. Greetings, human. What 
Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. School's in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Did you hear that? Our commercials have mysteriously disappeared. Paranormal Pets is back with our haunted host, our ghost host, Dusty Rainbolt. Welcome back to Paranormal Pets on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Dusty Rainbolt. While checking out this week's haunted location, we're going to be visiting the cat from Mars. No, really, the cat from Mars. But first, a little bit of information. Ever heard of the Chesapeake and Ohio Railway? Well, you may have and just not known it. For those of us who remember black and white TV, the CNO Railway was also called the Chessy Railroad System. Train aficionados and cat lovers may best remember the system for its mascot, an adorable little brown tabby kitten. Sleep like a kitten and wake up fresh as a daisy in air-conditioned comfort. Great slogan, eh? To spice things up and to give it an awe factor, the ad agency conceived a blitz around a fictitious brown tabby named Chessie. An ad agency artist came up with a painting of a cute little kitten peeking out from behind her Pullman blanket. Cool as a cucumber, Chessie went into forced retirement in the early 70s when the company terminated its passenger service. But the CNO's charming little tabby wasn't the only timeless Chessie. More than 30 years earlier, the Mars Railroad Station in Mars, Pennsylvania, had a living, breathing railroad cat. When the station was relatively new, a small tabby worked alongside its owner, the station master. In those days, train stations often had cats for pest control. So according to the legend, the little tabby inexplicably vanished. And despite an exhaustive search, the station master never found his pet. In 1980, Chessie Railroad officials considered tearing down the Mars Railroad Station because it was obsolete. Instead, they opted to save a little bit of Martian history, and they donated it to the Mars Historical Society. Nothing is totally without strings. The building literally came from the wrong side of the tracks. So the citizens could have their historic train station, but they had to move it so that the C&O could utilize the real estate. Well, in 2000... Volunteers cut the 20 by 70 building into six sections and moved it section by section across the track to city property. When they moved the section containing the mail rooms, volunteers made an unsettling discovery. Underneath the foundation, they found the mummified body of the missing cat. 
Mars Town Councilman Bill Swanee, who'd been actively involved in the preservation effort, said that he believed the little cat may have become trapped under the building and suffocated. It had brown tiger stripes, just like the original advertising mascot. During construction, special care has been taken to cat-proof the structure so there are no further casualties. The Historical Society dubbed the little kitty Chessie and preserved his remains inside a shadow box, which is on display now in what used to be the mailroom. For now, that room doubles as a woodworking shop, and as a result, the floors are often covered with layers of sawdust. Now, since moving Chessie's section across the tracks, members of the Historical Society have begun experiencing some rather strange occurrences. Some people claim to hear meowing. Swanee says sometimes when volunteers enter the building early in the morning, they find paw prints in the sawdust. Now, skeptic himself, Swanee's seen the paw-shaped patterns firsthand in the completely sealed room. They've only appeared in the mailroom, however. He says, nobody gets scared, but they don't spend much time there alone at night either. Now, perhaps Chessie's in Chessie's domain, he's still protecting the mail and cargo from vermin. And while Bill's not afraid of the railroad station's little specter, you won't find him working past midnight either. You can get more information about the Mars Railroad Station by writing Box 58, Mars, Pennsylvania, 16046. Well, I'm afraid the little hand on the clock is telling me we're out of time. Bummer. I want to thank our guest, Sassy McClure, for sharing her remarkable Stonehenge experience with us. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, Ghost Cats, Human Encounters with Feline Spirits, and Cat Wrangling Made Easy, a troubleshooting guide for litter box problems and multi-cat issues. Finally, if you have a show idea, experienced an animal haunting, or you visited a haunted hotel or other place haunted by animals, you can contact me at dusty at petliferadio.com. Thanks for listening, and may you always be in good spirits. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>